Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing to look at uh, how the Lord is the one who delivers us. Okay, And we've been looking at some of the psalms that David has cried out to the Lord in times of distress and calling for the Lord uh, to help him, to deliver him. We have seen that uh, David's timing quite often, like us, is not God's timing. So I want to go to the 69th Psalm. We've already looked at the first eight verses so of this, but I want to read these first eight verses and then read the next four or five because they all go together. I just want us to see what the thought is. So here's Psalm 69, verse 1. Save me, O God, for the waters have threatened my life. Verse 2. I have sunk in deep mire, and there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters, and a flood overflows me. Verse 3. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. Verse 4. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. Those who would destroy me are powerful, being wrongfully my enemies. What I did not steal, I then have to restore? Verse 5. Oh God, it is you who knows my folly, and my wrongs are not hidden from you. Verse 6. May those who wait for you not be ashamed through me, O Lord. May those who seek you not be dishonored through me, O God of Israel. Verse 7. Because for your sake I have borne reproach, this honor has covered my face. Verse 8, I have become estranged from my brothers and an alien to my mother's son. So we see uh, sort of the status of the psalmist here and what he's crying out. He's saying, Lord, I'm waiting on you. And he's really concerned that those who believe as he does, that they will not be made ashamed through him. He said, through me, O Lord God of hosts. May those who seek you not be dishonored through me, O God of Israel. He didn't want uh, to be a distraction to their faith, to what they were pursuing in the Lord. And he says, you know, I've been estranged from my brothers. Now watch this, verse 9. For zeal for your house has consumed me, and the reproaches of those who approach you have fallen on me. Ah, We've seen that somewhere before, right? The zeal of your house has consumed me. Yeah, Jesus says that. This is quoted somewhere, is it written? And so uh, in this psalm right here, there's several quotes in the New Testament from this psalm. Verse 10. Oh, one more thing about verse 9. The reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. He's saying those that have reproached me, they're reproaching me because they reproach you. They're against you, Lord. And when I'm doing things related to you and what I should be doing with you, that is when they're coming against me the most. Watch what he says in the next verse, verse 10. When I wept in my soul with fasting, it became my reproach. Verse 11. When I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword to them. So he's saying when I started fasting, that's when they really started attacking me. 
and belittling me and mocking me and making fun of me. He said, when I put on sackcloth in this fasting, in this morning, I became a byword to them. Well, what, what does that mean? Well, verse 12 gives us a little insight. Those who sit in the gate talk about me, and I am the song of the drunkards. So the byword is that they're, they're making fun of David, and they're writing drunk songs. <laughs> the drunks are singing songs about him, uh, belittling him, making fun of him. And, and he's saying, God, you know all this stuff. You know that the, the reproach that has come against me is because they reproach you. Now, how often do we think in that way? Not very often, I dare say. But quite often, that's exactly what's going on. Yes, yeah, somebody may be attacking us. They may be lying. They may be doing all this kind of stuff. But a lot of times, it's because of the Lord himself. It's not us. It's who is in us and whose we are. So the next time you get in one of these situations, somebody's attacking you, somebody's coming against you, just sit there and say, Lord, let me have insight. Let me have understanding what's going on here. I'll tell you what you'll be amazed at. You'll be amazed at how much um, attack is coming from other spirits. Okay? In other words, another ungodly spirit, an unholy spirit, if you're a true believer, is actually attacking you. As I've mentioned many times before, the world even has a phrase for that. They'll say things like, uh, well, I don't know what came over him. <laughs> yeah, well, something came over him, right? It was not so much a coming over as rising up from within. And it's because they reproach the Lord. And, folks, this a lot of times this happens in religious circles. I mean, I have seen religious spirits. I've seen demonic spirits. I've seen these spirits rise up in people who profess to be believers. Now, it's another whole conversation whether they are or not. Okay, a lot of times I think you can be a believer, but then you do what Peter did. Jesus turns around, you know, and tells him, hey, you're speaking the words of Satan right now, not the words of the Lord. You know, it's real easy to do that, to get caught up in that thing and do that kind of thing. But let's look at the last verse because he closes with this verse 13. But as for me, so David said, even in light of all this, that they're reproaching me, they're making fun of me. When I'm in sackcloth, when I'm in ashes, I'm fasting, I'm doing this, they're making fun of it. They, sit and they talk about me all the time. The enemies are coming against me. And it's because the zeal of your house has consumed me, Lord. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O Lord. In the greatness of your love and kindness, answer me with your saving truth. Whoa. So he sort of progressed a little bit through this psalm right here as he's uh, singing. because he, he was saying at the very beginning, God save me, God save me. And he's going to talk about being delivered down here in the next verse. But he's now saying, Lord, you know what? It's okay. They're making fun of me. They're doing all this kind of stuff. I'm going to keep praying. And my prayer is in you. My trust is in you, Lord. And I know that at an acceptable time, at the right time, that the time is that the time that is perfect for you in the greatness of your love and kindness, you're going to answer me. Answer me with your saving truth. He will deliver him. He will save him. And he's going to answer him with his saving truth. And this is all motivated by the greatness of the Lord's loving kindness. I know sometimes it's hard for us to wrap our mind around that because we're thinking, well, if God's really loving, if he's really kind and he wouldn't allow this to happen, he wouldn't let this happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. No, David is saying, you know what, Lord, my prayer is in you. I know that at that time, which is an acceptable time, okay, which is literally uh, the perfect, the, the, oh, that word acceptable means this, pleasure, delight, favor, at, at a delightful time, 
at the time of your pleasure, Lord, I will be saved. You will answer me. Tell you what, folks, I think that's a great word for us in the days in which we live in, to have the same attitude, to live the same way, knowing that at the acceptable time, the Lord's going to save us. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.